even God. <laughs> you know, it's usually at this point I introduce our principles. That's myself and Tony the Toil, but not tonight. The first word out of my mouth has well paused my brain. Good. I say it all the time, right? Good evening. And I know what it means, and I don't know what it means. I mean, what is good to me may not be good to Tony or you. And what level of good are we talking about? How good? Super-duper good or barely good or good enough? I mean, that is who I am, I suppose. I mean, knowing a coin has two sides instructs how I see. Recently, I heard a voice, a bright, beautiful voice, recite her poem before the American people. Her voice was clear and unreserved about the calamities before us. We will not lose faith or hope. We must have hope, and that hope must start with ourselves, not you. I know you can agree with that. She held her game up to the light and declared it was a glass half-filled. I see the same glass as half-empty, wanting to believe it is half-full. In my mind, I battle. I battle with seeing it as half-full and call myself a dreamer. And if I see it as half-empty, I call myself a cynic. <laughs> and sometimes worse. Flowers may grow and brighten our lives, but the flowers came out of the muck. We always want to turn away from that. We just look at the flowers. It came out of the muck, and it is this muck that draws me down like quicksand. The muck in my own mind stops me from fully praising you to the point out the muck in your game. Yes, I feel an obligation to point the muck out. And dare I, and who I am nothing, I am nothing, point out the muck in you, God. I do not see, I do not act out of malice, but I really believe with all my heart that if you can evolve, we all can evolve. We are in this together, and I feel I would be an unworthy creature, as, as you teach me, I don't, if I may be so bold, if I don't try to teach you. So the muck I want to talk of, well, the muck I want to walk in happened a long, long time ago. This is the muck of the past. So, to be honest, this event has remained a thorn in my frontal lobe for a long time. This muck, this muck I walk around in, in my head. The thorn, the muck, has caused an inflammation of doubt and feeds a view of you that is less than complimentary. Moses, do you know where I'm going? Do you? Moses, who you choose to have led the Israelites out of Egypt? Moses, who stuttered and who had anger issues, who was charged with hurting your creatures that were unsure of freedom in the desert and quietly longed for slavery in a place for better or worse they were sure of? Moses, who was warned by you as fire and received your Ten Commandments only to find an insurrection waiting for him upon his return? Moses. What I just recited is a quick and dirty resume of what Moses did for you. And what did you do for him, God?
You were angered by his anger regarding your not providing water for the people. Yes, he struck a rock. A rock. Not a person like he did back in Egypt. He evolved. But, huh, did you care? No. Who cares? Moses' actions were enough to get you so pissed off, you told him, fine. You won't go to the promised land that you have struggled so, so, so heartily to reach. No, no. You will no longer be the leader. You will stay behind, and you will stay behind alone and watch everyone else leave. So there. That alone is enough to make me scream at you, to swear at you. How dare you? Listen, I am not smart, all right? In fact, I, 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 but I'm also not completely dense. I get it. God, you think... Moses was in good health for 120 years, but the road that lied ahead would be paved with battles, and Moses was not that kind of leader. I said I get it. Fine, but tell him that. Praise him. Don't, don't be rude. Don't banish him. Don't slap him across the face like some bitch in a... <sighs> I, I, I lose my words. Because of all that Moses did, this is where it led to for him? Now, there are those who don't believe any of this whole story that it actually happened. This is all fiction made by Jewish rabbis and the Jewish people exiled to live in Babylonia. But even if that is true, what was written down reveals how we, your creatures, saw you. And what they focused on was the other side of you, the side that we don't see as clearly, like the moon, the side that stands in darkness. I can't imagine how Moses must have felt when, when everyone was gone and he was alone. Alone. And then what did you do? No comfort? No, you commanded, you ordered Moses to die. What the fuck? Okay, you've outlived my usefulness, so die already. I have other matters to attend to, and I don't want you to die anywhere. Why don't you walk up to the top of the mountain and die here? Those who chronicle this have no idea as to how this death was supposed to happen. I mean, was Moses supposed to pick up a bunch of rocks and choke to death, jump off a cliff, die of boredom, stab himself with his own sharp anger towards you, which I can't believe he didn't harbor? Well, I am livid about this. As if my emotions are worthy towards you. If, I, if they have any value, if they even pierce your armor. I've been thinking on and off about this for quite some time, and every time I do, I find my level of anger to stand on has increased. It changes nothing that you buried Moses. So what? Could you? Like I said, whether this event is fabrication or fact, your creatures believe that within you is the ability to be cold, cruel, and ungrateful. And you wonder why I can't see the glass always as half full? You may not care what I think, and you probably don't, and you would not be the first, but I think Moses died. He died of a broken heart, and you broke it. The 
mind is the most powerful weapon we carry with us. And if the mind wants to, well, summon up enough energy to command the body to shut down and die, the body will follow. Depression, the lack of will to live, because of having no purpose is not living at all. So die. I hear you. You weren't there, you little shit. You have no idea what you're talking about. You are seeing, you are condemning, looking back thousands of years. You're not that sharp to see clearly that far back in time. Fuck you. All right, God. All right. Fine. Fine. Point taken. I am speaking with a modern tongue and a modern mind. I lack any skill to understand the context of, of that time. But the fact that those who vote of this moment, can you deny them? Can you? I mean, look, they were closer to the time period that I was, and this is how they portrayed you? Watch out, my fellow creatures. God might call on you, use you up, and tell you to die. Read the fine print. Boo-hoo. Huh? God created you. This game that you enjoy, and if God wants to use you up, then so be it. Yeah, you want us to be obedient servants, fall on your sword, and willingly, and say thank you. If you wanted blind obedience, you would have left us in the Garden of Eden. What did you supposedly say? You say, what purpose is there being in the Garden of Eden? You want purpose? Fine. Go out and find purpose. To find purpose is to have a reason to live, God. Moses had a purpose, a reason to live, and you took it away from him and he died. There's no way for my small mind to sprinkle what you did with happy dust. I love you, God, with all my heart, but I will not agree with all your actions. What you did to Moses, I not only strongly disagree with, I'm appalled by it. Do you hear me? In this case, I see the glass empty. And all my love for you cannot convince me to forgive you, ever. I have nothing to sing, but I have a lot to say, God. I still love you. I can't forgive you, can't ignore what happened before. When you stole my way, took away my day, my purpose, and banished me to stray, I still love you, heart and soul. What you did made a hole that I can't fill because you were right. You say, okay, you can sleep, but I am up all night. You took away my reason to carry on during the winter season and made spring less pleasing. I am no longer needed. I'm through. It's over. I have no need of you. I still love you until I forget, but I still remember and hold on to my regret, for I was a soldier in your cause, not looking for applause, any wound I would treat myself with tape and gauze, I have no issue with going in alone, and then you say I'm not welcome in your home, move along, go on, climb a mountaintop, see the endless sky and land and the river's bend, you had your beginning and middle, now here is your end, we were friends? Were we more? Was I I or a cog and something bigger? I gave my flesh freely, but now I feel like an outlying figure. I love you. 
until I die and then beyond the clear reflective pool to even stop after death would make me out to be a fool. It was important, it was epic and powerful and grand, but you turned your back as you waved your hand. I knew what I had to do. I had to disappear like a stream of heat. I had to write my last sentence and place it at your feet. You would not be a helper. You would not understand. Even death was mine to do with my own hands. I love you forever, whether I'm the wind, a rock, a cloud in the sky. But I can never forgive you, for you never told me why. Well, it's that time of the evening, God, when I'm going to go to bed. And I'm not going to go to bed angry at you. I just... It's something to be aware of, isn't it? Even with those you love, there's always something to be aware of. Something to be cautious of. It's what stops a human being from putting a 110% into the other person. And we work it out in our dreams, or we don't. Or we just go to sleep, which is what I'm about to do. Night God, rest.